0: Alright, we're getting all the buttons pushed and starting the show. Thanks for being here, Nikki Burnett. Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Radio. And we are streaming live on KUH Denver. Um, the top. Oh, is it so many things to do. <laughs> I think
1: like we're doing I a know. heck of a lot better job than we did last time. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: It's like I can't. I'm hearing the music and don't even pay attention. And so, thankfully, Henry's here to keep me in line, keep us all in line. Henry <laughs> keeps everybody in line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, streaming live, KUHS Denver, um, the one of the top stations in the country. So this is a good place and good fun. And so. Taste Life Radio, we're here to um, have a ton of fun. We're here to talk dogs, and nutrition, and health, and wellness, and truth, and all of the things um, in between, and just have a lot of fun with it. But the goal really is to, we wanna make sure that we're giving you the best that we know of the truth today. Um, as, As I say all the time, science changes and we want to do our best to stay on top of it and we want to make sure that we're giving you what we believe to be the truth to the best of our knowledge today why because we have the internet and we have rumors and we have the mass media and we have so much confusion out there we're like what's good for me what's not good for me what helps what's good for my dog what's not good there's so much that we're we just our minds are just you know scrambled constantly going I don't know what to do and so A lot of times we just don't do anything, right? And so um, that's what we want to do. So today we've got Matt Rowe. Matt Rowe is a good friend of mine. Um, If you have seen us before, we've uh, done the show together before. We've also, we do a weekly Facebook Live called Real Real Raw Health. And we're really Mm -hmm. focusing on dogs, although we do a lot of, um, you know, human health and nutrition and it kind of all goes together because we have a lot in common. Um, so first off, uh, did I say Hugh's with Parsley Pet? I'm not sure if I said that. So Matt's with Parsley, he, he's mm-hmm. the founder of Parsley Pet, which is a functional lab testing company for dogs. Yes, I've been waiting for this forever. Um, so we're gonna get into Matt what Parsley Pet is, what they do, um, and and then start talking, you know, all things, dogs. But first, as always, we're gonna talk about some gratitude. And I have to say, mm. what I'm super grateful for today is that restaurants are opening, at least here. Boom. <laughs> Boom! Drop the mic. We're done. Yeah, it shows
1: up. We're going to a restaurant. <laughs>
0: yeah, am gonna go sit on a patio. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <It> sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> that no, it really does sound amazing to actually be able to go out and have somebody help us and serve us and do what they love to do, uh-huh. and we support them.
0: Yeah, and tip them really big.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big yeah. tips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you're going out, you're going to restaurants. We got to start getting the economy moving again. So tip big, have some fun. Let's get out there and let's uh, let's do what we got to do responsibly. But let's get out. So amen. What do you gra- What are you gratitude for? I'm, do, I'm gratitude for, for many
1: things. So uh, <laughs> really, one of them is um, it, what you had just said. I'm so happy that the world is coming back online, and w- it almost feels like we're taking a deep breath again and so saying. Oh, ah yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. so too this shall pass, and we're seeing it come to the tail end, and I couldn't be more excited for that. On mm-hmm. another note, Nikki has been with me on this journey with Leo. Uh, Leo is my dog, and he likes to jump fences, <laughs> six-foot Leo. fences to be yeah. specific. And he got injured really bad, and it is finally starting to come together, and we are not bandaging it up anymore but does he still wear the cone of shame? Yes, because I think it's more for me that he wears the cone of shame and not for him because I want him to at least, even though he has no idea what's going on, I want him, I want... To know that I'm doing everything I can and he's coming back. So I'm super happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can put the cone on you. You lick that wound. And yeah. So I think stitches are coming out tomorrow. And so that is that sense of normalcy just in our house. Not having an injured dog Mm. is coming back. So I'm excited
0: yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, I think, too, I wanna say, you know, one of the things that you know, we see each other all the time, but it's always through Zoom and always on Facebook Live. And so um, it's really fun to actually have you here in person and hang Thank out you. in person and yeah, it <laughs> just chat it up about the things we love. Which mostly is dogs, even uh-huh. even when they're rotten and they jump fences. Yeah, you
1: know. but that's a dog. I mean, that's not. Li- I have no control over that. What's going through his head? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, squirrel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <that's>
0: exactly. <laughs> that's like going through his head.
1: I smelled somebody in the field. I want to go see him.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Got to go check it out. Oh, phone calls. Oh, that's going away. That's <laughs> fine. Oh, we are live. It's good stuff. Okay, so. Um, Let's dig into Matt and his company and what he does. And so really it's kind of, you know, tends to be the way that I start is who you are, why you are, why you do what you do, what's your history, all of the good things. And I know it. um, uh, And it's a really actually amazing history, both uh, for him as well as, you know, his dogs and starting his company. So, hey, Aaron. Um, So this is is good stuff. So Mm -hmm. have at it.
1: All right. So uh, the journey began. We've been in the pet industry for about seven years. And during this, I ended up going through my own medical issues and that type of stuff. And I started to study why it may have happened. They, they diagnosed me with an autoimmune condition. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm way too young for something like this to come up. So I, there had to be a reason. So I started to take a look at nutrition and what i was eating and where toxins were in our environment and really started to self-educate and during this i had done a hair tissue mineral analysis test and it dawned on me and i'm like if we are going through this This may have been, poor nutrition may have been the reason why I lost my very first loved one who was Doc. Doc was a Labrador and she left us way too early and find out the statistic that 50% of dogs over the age of 10 will die of cancer. And that to me was not something that I was okay with. And so when I started to study that a little bit further, you started to study the kibble industry and what we feed our dogs. And you find out what we feed our dogs are toxins predominantly at the time, carcinogens, all these things that we should never eat. I mean, as somebody told me, they're like, feeding kibble was the equivalent of me eating cornflakes every day. And if I eat cornflakes every day, Nikki, (laughs) I would not be here.
0: No. no. Can you imagine?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'd be in the hospital room with a microphone going, what happened?
0: You would be excessively heavy. You would have (laughs) – and malnourished, right? Yes. Heavy and malnourished.
1: Even though they show, even commercials or everything with it, that is supposed to be a complete and balanced meal.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, is that what they say?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, because it has all the vitamins and nutrients that are required on there. But they're all synthetic-based. I, mean, yeah. I mean, to make you know a cornflake is the same way they make kibble differently different ingredients and we get that but they're really modified. drying it and killing all the bacteria in it they're killing all the good bacteria in it they're killing everything so it's really just a little flake of cardboard and so they're doing the same thing to kibble is and when you studied when i studied this a little bit further I started to realize that really the way we should be feeding our dogs is a raw-based diet because it's bioavailable for your dog. Your dog, kibble's been around for 70 years, and your dog will not evolve in 70 years. And it's a half a percent away from a wolf, and so it kind of acts like a wolf. It's got those big pointy teeth for a reason, and if it was wild, it would kill a rabbit in the field and eat the rabbit. Or
0: if it's stuck in a fence and gets out.
1: And gets out. Right. And he still wanted to go get the rabbit, even though he had this huge cut in his leg. Mm -hmm. And so um, what happens is with that is we started to study this a little bit further. And I said, is there a way to test nutrition in your pet? And lo and behold, the answer was yes. And so that spawned Parsley Pet, and it's really dedicated to Doc and everything. And everything that we want on our mission is to improve that statistic that 50% of dogs will die of cancer. And so we wanna lower that. We know that dogs can live happy, healthy, and thrive if we feed them right. And so Mm -hmm. along that journey, we started to test dogs their hair tissue mineral analysis, and what we can test is I can see 48 different nutrients inside your dog at an intracellular level. What that means is blood is extracellular. That's just what's transporting around your body. What I want to see is what you ate, the food you ate, the vitamins, everything you did, is it actually absorbing into the organs, bone? the muscle like is it being used by if the body? it's
0: if it's in the cell that's when it's being utilized mm-hmm. and so and so everybody um has uh, maybe a little bit of clarity around this not that that wasn't clear but this is a lab that i've used in practice um and then i and i i've you know for my own clients and so when I found out that this is what he was doing for dogs, because we don't have a lot of functional mm. testing for dogs, um, there are a couple right. out there. There's some food sensitivity testing and uh, some things which are all good, but we always want to. We always have to go to think why, if if we do a food sensitivity test on a human or a dog, why are they sensitive to the food? Mm. What's creating it? And so you always have to go deeper. So in your life, in your nutrition, and your health with yourself, with your dogs always ask why until you don't know how to go any further. Um, that's yeah. what I, that's what I have to do in practice. You know, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of detective work, but if I see food sensitivity, it's not going to, your body's not going to go, Oh, I don't like that food just cause I don't like it. There's a reason for it. and mm-hmm. We have to understand why. Yeah. Um, so this is a, it's a really interesting test. And so I was super excited that, uh, when I learned what he did, I was like, I know this company and yeah. I know what, what they're doing. And it's, it's, Awesome stuff.
1: And it's a heck of a lot of fun Mm because we get to see not just those 48 minerals inside the body. That is the reason why we're alive is because we have those. But we also get to see the toxins, heavy metals, mercury, aluminum. And we get ahead of a problem with the animal before something systemic happens or something bigger happens and you're in the vet and they're itching or they're losing their hair or they're not eating and they have poor digestion. And so what we're able to do is we're able to see that before an incident happens. And so you are spot on right is looking at the thread of everything. Because we see a lot of, um, we do not test for allergies, but we do see allergy tests that come through. And they're like, why is my dog allergic to chicken? and you hit it on the head is, what is the chicken eating? Because if the chicken is absorbing a grain at an intracellular level, and then my dog eats that chicken, is he allergic to the chicken or the corn byproduct that the Mm -hmm. chicken was eating? And what you find most of the time is it's the corn byproduct that the chicken is eating and what the chicken is absorbing is they're actually allergic to the corn byproduct, not the chicken itself.
0: I love that point because this is, you know, sometimes when you, you know, a minute ago I said, till you don't know how to go any further. There usually is still more. And so I say this because, you know, um, he has, you know, the certifications and raw feeding, I've done a ton of research and I've done it for years and years, but I've not, I don't have certifications for it. And so I still, I learn a lot, but it's really, I mean, it's always so important to just keep learning and have so much fun with it. But that's what we hear a lot when we go to the vet clinics um, and or you know, even a dog nutritionist, whatever it is, is okay, my dog is allergic to chicken, it's allergic to pork, and what they'll say is a lot of these meats that are fed all the time, they're fed regularly, you know, which is the chicken, mostly chicken and beef, that's mostly what we see, dogs create allergies to it. But if you were to take them off the kibble, feed them a raw diet. And maybe give them chicken that was pasture raised, and they weren't given grains. Maybe give them beef that was pasture raised, um, and and they weren't, you know, given corn and all of the trash that they're that they're not supposed to get either. Um, maybe the dog wouldn't be sensitive to that food.
1: Yeah, and you start to see a couple of those things that pop up. But then with our test, it may be a deficiency in another mineral. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there is calcium deficiency, that's going to port. Because there 's this interdependent relationships with all these minerals mm-hmm. you 're going to see magnesium and phosphorus be affected as a result of that, so is it that they 're allergic? Or are they just not absorbing what they actually need and so by adjusting the diet and giving the dog ideally what it needs in its gut microbiome in the right mineral levels, and you know feeding them the appropriate diet for that specific animal. Then all of a sudden, you see them thrive. You see them get past issues. You see them start to pull away from the toxins that they may have been consuming. One of my favorite stories is this great blogger out of Seattle. We tested her dog. Dog was severely itching, and we found out the dog had a severe amount of boron in its diet. And it's not that the pet owner was feeding it boron intentionally, but it was actually getting it from washing the bowl with Dawn dish soap. Now, Dawn dish soap is not bad, but it has the highest level of borax in the industry. And so the dog, by licking this bowl, even though she rinsed them twice a day, possibly more than that for the last, you know, three to four months, it was indirectly getting this boron toxicity. And once we found that, it wasn't the food that the dog was eating. It was actually an element that it was consuming inside its body. Now, your dog can't tell you. And that's the one thing mm-hmm. is your dog doesn't come home and say, hey Nicky, that, um, beef you fed me last night yeah something didn't taste right in that no your dog just eats it because it's a scavenger and so really along those lines is once you identify these pieces you're like oh now I know now I know what to do to actually help support my pet thrive and be healthy and do all the things that they originally did or what they were meant to do. And so something that we do at Parsley is we educate. That is the basis, the core of our company is education. We want to educate Mm -hmm. you as much as possible on all of this.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why we have such a a great uh, partnership and relationship because that's just what we love. We love to have some fun, but we love to get the real like, you know, like I said early on, it's the getting as much of the truth out there as we can. And when something new mm-hmm. comes up, okay, let's talk about what's new and let's talk about why it's maybe different from before. But education, we have to be educated and we have to take accountability for ourselves and accountability for our families and our dogs, um, cats, whatever it is that you have. Um, and understand what it is that that creates real, true health for us and our family and I, our dogs and cats and our animals are our family as well. So mm-hmm. they should be treated as such. Um, one of the great things kind of, kind of, you know, as you were talking about toxins, uh, is this test can look up, it can find toxins as well. One of them specifically, and I can look for this in humans, um, is glyphosate. So glyphosate mm-hmm. that we all know already is Roundup. We already know that it's been proven to be a carcinogen, and for the love of Pete, I still see it on the shelves. I can't figure it out to save my life why it's still on the shelves Yes. and why people are buying it. The stuff is nasty; it's a killer. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're putting it in your yard, if you're you know putting it if you're buying food that's that's been that's not organic or that has not been uh, 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 raised not raised grown <laughs> grown. Um, with organic practices. So I don't care if it's organic or not, just know how it's been grown. That's what's the right. most important thing. Um, you know, organic is just a certification, you know, so government can, can make their money on it and that's fine, I suppose. But know where you're getting your food as much as you can, then you don't have to pay for that, that, that organic sticker. Um, I digress.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. But you brought up a great point with glyphosate. I mean, glyphosate is spread on, now they have seeds that have been generated by Monsanto. Um, I have my own words for Monsanto, but yeah. um,
0: (laughs) I think we all do, or at least a couple of us do. (laughs)
1: And so what they did is they genetically modified our grain to be Roundup ready. Mm -hmm. And so when they harvest or when they plant, they actually plant the fields and they spray this um, glyphosate on all of the crops because that actually is what germinates the seed keeps weeds Bizarre. from growing, but you're actually starting the growth of your plant, whether it's wheat, corn, garbanzo beans, lentils. I mean, it's multitude of you know vegetables and plants that are out there just in a conventional nature today mm-hmm. in the United States. And so they spray it and then two weeks before harvest, they spray glyphosate again to dry it out. And so it makes it easier to harvest. But we are ingesting that glyphosate. And from what I understand is glyphosate was originally made as um an antibiotic. So we are I don't think
0: I'd heard that, but it makes sense.
1: That mm-hmm. the, you know, and this is back in the fifties, like when they were starting to explore and they realized it killed plants and so and killed those weeds that were coming in. So what happens is is we are indirectly ingesting. A very small amount of antibiotics so our gut microbiome the the forgotten organ that we don't pay attention to very much is that live bacteria that is inside us it outnumbers our cells a hundred to one inside our body and there are those that'll even tell you a thousand to one but when you have this much bacteria that's driving your brain health your body's health your immune system all of that and then I eat a product every day that has trace elements of glyphosate on it, then all of a sudden I have glyphosate exposure. Well, if this is causing, why are autoimmune conditions on the rise? Why are our dogs dying at such a young age? Is that we are feeding them foods that really aren't meant to be eaten. It is not meant to help your animal thrive, no matter how many mineral packs we put on it, no matter how many vitamin packs we put on it. No matter
0: what they say, the big dog food companies, they're going to tell you all day long mm -hmm. that it's healthy, that it's beneficial, and they're also going to tell you that they know more than you do. They Mm -hmm. know what your dog needs more than you do, and they're going to scare you and say, you're not giving your your dog the proper nutrients because we know better than you do what your dog needs. So this is a big problem. It's a huge Mm -hmm. problem. So we need to take it back, right? Take back the responsibility, take back the lives of our families and our dogs, mm-hmm. and understand, and it doesn't take much, but that's why we're, we're here. I mean, we've, we've both done research for, for quite some time. Um, and so we are both very, very comfortable with the way that we feed dogs, feeding them raw, what they need, what they don't need. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get into to that more here in a little bit. But we cannot allow these these massive companies with massive amounts of marketing to scare you. And, and, and what happens is people say, well, I'm so afraid I'm still going to feed kibble, but I might do some raw too, because I'm so afraid that my dog's not getting what they need, that I'm not able to give it what, 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 what he needs or she needs Mm -hmm. the problem with that. And I've seen this, I mean, this was from a a trainer that I talked to. Um, and there's this, this immense amount of fear and I get it. I mean, we love our dogs and our cats, right? Mm-hmm. We mostly just talk about dogs. But we we love them and they are family and there is a huge fear that we're gonna do the wrong thing. But I'm gonna tell you, if you feed them raw and you know a little bit about what you're doing, that's gonna be a hell of a lot better than feeding them kibble. Mm-hmm. It's just It just is. If they're missing something, you know, they're gonna go out, they're gonna eat some grass, they're gonna eat some stuff. But we're here to help you understand what they need, why they need it, how to do it, and if you don't know, if you're afraid, contact us. Read a book there are some really yeah. great books out there. There are amazing recipes out there that are good for do- that that are great for feeding your dog raw food. just we just gotta we gotta stop living in this fear and and I see it in not just in mm-hmm. in dog food but in so many things that we're living in and so it's about education when we educate ourselves, then the fear goes away yeah right.
1: And we want to, I think at some level, we just want the easy button. We want to scoop sure. it out, throw it in the bowl, mm-hmm. not worry about it. They've done the research, and we'll deal with the consequences at the tail end of this. Mm-hmm. But now in today's environment, because of this raw feeding movement, there is so much information out there. I mean, follow uh, Rodney Habib. Follow yeah. Dr. Karen mm-hmm. Becker. I mean, you're looking he at a multitude. To. I mean, our vet that we have on staff, Dr. Lori you can follow her at the Healthy Dog Workshop. And so you have all of these vets that are now coming out because, you know, you find out that veterinarians, as wonderful as they are, only receive seven to nine hours of nutritional training for all species of animals throughout all of their schooling.
0: And imagine how, how many different digestive tracts there are, how many different types of animals. you got herbivores, right. omnivores. Carnivores, you know, a doctor, a, a medical doctor, they don't have any, you know, very little nutritional training anyway, unless they go mm-hmm. and, and seek it. Um, right. But that's one digestive tract that they have mm-hmm. to, to learn about. <laughs> so um, it's pretty intense stuff. And the
1: sad part <laughs> is, is you find out that this training is taught by Purina. Well, Mars, oh, Nestle. Kind of like makes
0: me throw up in my mouth.
1: That's why you see in a vet clinic is they have a Wall of hills Science Diet, or Canaan, uh, what is that, Royal Canaan they put there, is because that's who sponsors their training. So they're indoctrinated with that. But then now what I love is that you're seeing this whole new life come out and emerge because of what is happening to our pets today. And so if we can continue to keep pushing this and keep feeding raw – and you know, raw feeding is you know it was taught to me by my mentor Casey Maxwell, and she basically said, "Matt, it's really easy. Your dog is wild and ate a rabbit in the field. What's in the rabbit? Bone, organ, muscle meat, fur, soil. Like, and you can mimic." the muscle meat, the bone, and the organ. And one of the things that we see in most diets when they're generated, because we get that internal look, if it's right or not, is a lot of people are missing the bone and organ.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really important.
1: Oh, my raw feeding mm-hmm. producer, raw dog food company, just came out with brain.
0: And I was like,
1: oh, Didi, you you have brain now. And she goes, oh yeah, and she was that all didi. excited about it. And I was like, <laughs> That's, That's gonna sad. take me a couple months to get my mind wrapped around feeding brain to my dogs. Well, but if yeah, you can do tripe. <laughs> oh, <you> tripe is <laughs> terrible. Then you
0: can do brain. Mm.
1: I, my wife finally <laughs> said, "Tell me the hour before you actually <laughs> f- make the just dog's do it food, outside. and just don't just <laughs> yeah, like you can't clean it enough to get that smell out of the house."
0: Uh-uh. No, it's bad news. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: So let me take a quick uh, twix twix.
1: A <laughs> <quick>. <laughs>
0: We're having Twix.
1: Yeah. As we talk yeah, about the right. healthy eating, we're like, let's get
0: those Twix out. <laughs> that would be ironic. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break to talk about a sponsor um, who I love and appreciate. So it's a company called Rightful. And this is a, a human company, although I wonder if, if we could give it to dogs, but I haven't really dug mm. into it. Um, but it's a great uh, great company. It's plant-based, and it's a liquid, and it tastes really good. But it's a morning and an evening, and the the they're... The, and um, i can 't even talk the reason for bringing this product to to the world was as a, a pain product so it 's sold in pain clinics it 's a natural product it 's in the natural world, but it 's working so well that they 're actually selling it and, in pain clinics and giving it to their um, their patients so it 's a turmeric based product um, and works really well for pain obviously it' will take a little bit of time uh, you know it could take a couple of weeks to a couple of months to really depending on the amount of pain. But it's plant-based. It supports the adrenal glands. It supports focus. It supports sleep. It supports um, multiple areas. And so, what is so fun about it is, although it started out as a pain reduction product, they are moving out and doing studies on all of these other things, like focus and like um, you know uh, sleep. Uh, You know, I think I noticed sleep, and I don't sleep poorly but I noticed it within a few days and some say they notice it immediately. So there's some things, you know, so it's got a little bit of CBD in it, um, but it's a great product. I know, not personally, but I do know um, at least one of the developers of it. Um, Functional medicine practitioner, um, awesome stuff. So I love this product. So if you are interested, and I hope that you are because they're really out there to do the right thing. Um, it's called rightful, so go to rightful.com and put in the code TLn, like taste life nutrition TLn20 um, and you'll get a discount.
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna need to purchase that. okay. Um, yeah, because <laughs> uh, sleeping is like one of those aspects that if I and I haven't been sleeping well for the last oh, two weeks and I don't know it's if it's no fun. it is no fun. And mm-hmm. so if they have a product out there that can actually help with that, I mean, I think it's worth the experiment. I mean, it's mm-hmm. worth trying it. Yeah. I mean, that's so uh we'll talk after the show yeah, on yeah, yeah. Let's making do. that sucker happen.
0: Um the thing that I appreciate and I say this pretty much all the time is I always have a, a little bit of an issue with focus. You know, I'm always in my computer and I'm always working, but it's the jumping around and checking the email and all of mm. these things. And so that's something that I've been working on personally, but this is sort of in my toolbox and I notice that it helps me to Focus and into finished tasks and then move on to the next task um, mm-hmm. and so I'll, we'll talk a, about you know a couple other things that I do as well that I found have worked really well for me. It's really fun when I notice that I'm on point and on target and not just not feeling you know, squirrely mm-hmm. right yeah. it's a it's not a fun feeling to feel that way and um, so working on my own things but it's 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 a good feeling to to do that so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we started to get in pretty, pretty deeply into um, why raw over kibble. Mm. Um, and so I want to dig more into that and, you know, dig, you know, even deeper maybe into kibble. One of the things that I, and, and you already sort of alluded to this, but I think I, I really want to make the point because it's a heartbreaking situation when we don't understand how deadly, literally deadly, kibble is, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that it, it, it in its processing, so it's, so let's, let's start the very basics. Let's start way back at what is actually put in it. So, okay. so um, euthanized animals, mm-hmm. so you're actually, what has been found in kibble ugh, is the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the euthanasia. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah you're it's welcome. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, it's the euthanasia drug that kills, that euthanizes these animals, right? It's found in kibble. Imagine giving that to your dog on a daily basis in small doses. It just, well.
1: And they deny it, and they Mm -hmm. say, no, we do, in our rendering facilities, we do not use euthanized cats and dogs. But when they study the product coming out of that rendering facility, they're seeing trace elements of it. So the only way that that gets in there is because the animals they have rendered were euthanized. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying hard to debunk that myth that that happens, but you can't negate the science behind it Mm -hmm. is when you test it this is actually what you're seeing in it and also when you look at rendering facilities so we're here in denver we have a big purina factory oh the
0: worst thing in the world is walking outside and the wind blowing and you smelling purina yeah it's just cooked dog food and apparently
1: in the basement of that purina factory is their rendering facility And they're bringing truckloads of animals. These are animals that have been roadkill on the side of the road. This is animals that the entrails of animals. This is animals in the feedlots that were sick. Because you got to remember when you start to go back to the source of it is if they're buying the byproduct of animals out of feedlots, feedlots don't care if they make an animal sick in its last 30 days of life.
0: Well, because that's what they're doing. Uh, so yes. not to interrupt you, but do. It's, when you yeah. take, so I'm going to talk specifically about cows right now. When you take a cow off grass and you put it into a feedlot, you're giving it corn and grain, things the cows don't eat. This is not natural to them. So what does it do? It makes them inflamed and it makes them obese. Mm-hmm. And in 30 days, you know, they don't care what they're, if they're making them inflamed and obese. But what happens is is that translates that inflammation which is high omega-6 low omega-3 i mean it's biochemistry you mean this isn't stuff that can that we can say oh i don't really know if that's the case because this is this is biochemistry Mm -hmm. and the the high omega-6 is inflammatory or is inflammation low Mm -hmm. omega-3 you have no way of putting out that inflammation if you have low omega-3 um and then and they're obese because they're eating things that they're not supposed to eat. And their body's yeah. like, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just going to hold on to everything that I have and everything that I can. Yeah. And it's a sick animal. No. And then maybe sick in other ways as as well. But
1: And then we feed it. To our dogs.
0: And to us. And and sadly, (laughs) to us. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is what you're buying at the grocery store. Mm. And that's where, you know, you look at all these products and you see grass finished, grass fed, grass, all that stuff. Because they're trying, it's a marketing tactic. They're trying to get it in. So really knowing the source of where you're getting your food is prime. So when we feed our dogs raw we take a look at it from where is the source. And I did some research and you find out who are the good suppliers that are reputable for raw food. Um Like for example, answers, Billy Ocum, we know him and he's the food formulator and answers. I know he's getting his product from an Amish farm in Pennsylvania is where he gets his actual um, raw meat from. And so um, you can believe then. Okay. On this side. And so, Really doing your own research, and yeah, it does take a little bit of work, and it does take a little mostly bit of Mostly up front,
0: mostly up front.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: You know, you do the work, you do a little research, you contact people who know who, who can help you because that's why we're here, right? Um, but it's so it's a little bit up front, um, it's a little bit intimidating, it always is, change is always a little bit intimidating, mm-hmm. but once you get into it, and so Aaron, you're watching, I know that you have felt the same way, um, so. Aaron and I have a little bit of a, we'll have a really strong connection. Um, we both lost our kiddos uh, of cancer within three mm. weeks of each other, almost to the, to the day, almost to the time, and it was raining, and it was this really bizarre thing. And it was hers, he was five. Oh. Yeah. Mine was 10, um, but he was five. It shouldn't and happen. So we, we, um, yeah we grieve together and and you know mm-hmm. it's interesting because I'd always talk to her it was like, I can't talk without crying, and so finally, I can talk about yeah. it without crying <laughs> but um but she now Erin, is is feeding raw, mm-hmm. and she it she it was overwhelming, and I know she's sitting there going like this, so it was overwhelming, but we talked about it and went through it, and she found what worked for her mm-hmm. and it's beautiful, and she's got a yeah. super healthy pup, I don't know if he's three now got to be three now yeah two and a half three something like that yeah
1: um awesome
0: yeah good stuff anyway it's uh it's it it shouldn't happen but this is why we're doing what we do Mm -hmm. because it means something to all of us when we lose family too soon
1: so then you know we were talking about what they're actually putting in kibble on that side so they got now the whole meat product which avco which is the um base basically the regulating organization that says what are the proper nutrient levels within uh, dog food, and they have minimums, but no maximums. so what happens is is they are the ones that say, "Do you have enough calcium? do you have enough iron? do you have enough you know magnesium inside the diet? So with that, they've actually come out this last year and lowered the amount of protein that is required in pet food because it's cheaper to put grain in than it is to put mm-hmm. actual meat mm-hmm. product in so even though your dog is a carnivore um yes you could probably call it an omnivore and i will hear the arguments you know for that and all that stuff and i do believe in some side on an omnivore basis but we're all different so really what they're putting in there so now they've increased the amount of carbohydrates aka sugar inside of pet food and so now with that it That sugar, because it's grain-based, and even if you go grain-free on that, it still has a level of glyphosate. Oh, yeah. So,
0: glyphosate and sugar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Glyphosate, sugar, you know, legumes, all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stuff that your dog is not a farmer. I mean, if my dog has a choice, he's going to get the rabbit. He's not going to go plant corn. So, yeah, that's where, you know, you look at all this. And so now if I'm putting more sugar and carbohydrates, this is what we're seeing is we're seeing dogs now, cancer rates increase, autoimmune conditions increase, weight increases. I mean, you look at diabetes. Kidney failure. I
0: I hear kidney failure constantly right
1: now. Mm
0: -hmm. Man.
1: And they came out with a new thing with DCM, diocardiomyopathy. Yeah and they're you know and really it's because of a lack of taurine so so let's yeah. let's,
0: let's explain that a little bit because yeah. i want to make sure that that we're clear on this because this is a it's fairly recent as of last probably six months that it's kind of come out right mm-hmm. give or take but what what he's talking about if you don't know is the they're they're the kibble they're talking about the grain free kibble and the grain free being the problem because it's missing taurine so it's creating this Um, heart issue this DCM and they're not looking at the 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 dog food the kibble they're not looking at anything all they're looking Mm -hmm. at is oh well it's grain free so it's the grains that are that not having the grains is bad for the dog Mm -hmm. it's so backwards Backwards. and misleading and misinformed Mm -hmm. so carry on (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, and, and you hit it on the head. It's just misinformed information when you come out. When we work with our vets that we have on staff or other holistic vets that we know, they start to point to the highest level of touring that you can get from food is from the heart. So when your dog actually eats organ meat, it's actually indirectly getting taurine as a result of that. When they feed grain, that's a synthetic base of taurine. And I do know that when you look at adding synthetic ingredients into pet food, they have to add five times the amount of selenium in the diet in order for the dog to just achieve the minimum levels. So when you're looking at it, it's not bioavailable. And was the taurine that they were using in a grain-free diet, were they not using enough? Were they not using the right level? But one thing that you can do to keep DCM from happening is feed raw mm-hmm. and feed organ meat mm-hmm. and not get you know pulled into that side that – oh, the reason why is you didn't feed grain-based diet, so we want to put you back over on this prescription side. Or we want you to do this. Or, you know, coming at it from that side that where it's like, no, I don't want to feed my dog the equivalent of cornflakes every day. Right. That's not mm-hmm. good for them.
0: And you have to sometimes, you got to fight a little bit. Because there's, and, and this is, I'm speaking for myself, but mm-hmm. I would imagine that a lot of people feel this way. Um, and this is before I, I mean, this is years ago. So it was before I, know, knew, no, before I knew as much as I know now, but I'm still learning every day, mm-hmm. every day. But my dog developed pancreatitis and mm-hmm. took him to the vet. Um, and there were probably multiple reasons for it. But um, I, I, one of them, when I reached out to a, a holistic vet, he said he thought it was due to vaccines. Too many mm-hmm. vaccines created it. So there are a number of other things. And know this, um, just on a side note, that cooked Fat. So if you're fe- if you're cooking mm. literally cooking for your dog and not feeding raw, that cooked fat creates pancreatitis. They don't do well with cooked fat. So there may be certain situations where we want to cook their meat, drain off the fat, you know things like that. But I'd say in most cases that's not the case, and it's just easier to feed them raw. But they mm-hmm. can do good health. They can do fat. Mm-hmm. Dogs need fat, but it's got to be raw fat. Um, on that though, so when I went to the vet, and I believe at the time I was doing both raw, no, I think maybe I was only doing raw at the time, maybe a little bit of kibble here and there, but she was trying mm-hmm. to tell me that because he had pancreatitis, that he needed this special prescription diet. Of course, it was in a mm-hmm. bag. And I told her, no, I was like, I, yeah. I won't do it. And she's like, I don't know. I was like, let me help you understand. And I was really intimidated by her. And she was like, okay, fine. And I was trying to give her books to mm-hmm. read and that kind of thing. And I don't know if she ever did, but the point is, I was not gonna allow her to tell me that that, that bag of kibble was what he needed mm. and not, not real food, real food. You know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard for us to, to really wrap our minds around, but I wasn't gonna do it. And I'll tell you, I mean, I, I did my digging. I had to understand where this came from and why mm-hmm. it did and what I was doing wrong, um, if I was doing anything wrong and not one time And he was probably three at this time. Not one time in his, you know, 11 years, did he have 12 years, um, another bout of pancreatitis.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And these are the stories that we hear on a day to day basis. And that's, you know, really the, what kind of uplifts your heart is Mm -hmm. that, you know, you are making impactful change and you're, you, you know, just on that side is you're feeding your dog the way it's meant to be fed. But like us, we're all different. I mean what you eat Nikki yeah, it's probably some things in there that I can't eat. Mm-hmm. So for example I'm gluten free. So it's not because I'm on this whole gluten free movement. No really when I have gluten my head feels like it's swimming underwater mm-hmm. and at the same point my tummy hurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like why would I want to <laughs> why would I want to eat that. So really your dog is different. So for example what we found out through this experimentation and very safely my dog can't eat vegetables. When he eats vegetables, he actually starts itching. Where I know other dogs, or I have another one. His name is Mr. Cha-Cha. He's a Chihuahua.
0: And yes, <laughs> makes he me is laugh every time.
1: really that angry.
0: And so that's why
1: he has <laughs> earned the designation of Mr. Cha-Cha. And so um, he can eat vegetables, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Not an issue, mm-hmm. doesn't itch. But Leo will severely itch with vegetable matter because we're all different, and he's different than Mr. Chacha, but it's really going in and taking a look at what ideally, Mm -hmm. and if you go back ancestrally, and when you actually, when you studied a little bit, you might start looking at studies of wolf reintegration into Yellowstone. And what they noticed when they studied these animals is that they would kill an elk, the alpha male would eat first, and the first thing he ate was tripe. The tripe is the entrails, or they're not entrails, but that's the intestine. The intestine.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so, and being a ruminant animal that an elk and a cow is, it's got a multiple chamber stomach, and so it's eating that broken down matter already. But that's the first thing he eats is that, and then everyone, all the other you know, wolves in that pack will then forge and eat on it but they're eating that for a reason so they know specifically what nutrient they need because their sense of smell is 10,000 times greater than ours we can't even fathom what they smell when they smell that tripe i mean
0: <laughs> thank goodness oh god
1: like <laughs> if my smell was 1% greater they, i would be like nope sorry leo you're yep, not getting yep. it
0: none for you um
1: so really with all that basis is you're going down and you're taking a look at what should I ideally be feeding my dog so that they are happy, healthy, avoid the vet visits, avoid cancer, avoid these medical conditions that can haunt them.
0: Yeah. And so I want to I dig just a little bit deeper into the, the, in, the intestines that they go after, too, because what they're also doing, so they're getting some of that pre-digested um, material. Right. right. So it's the grasses and the things that they're eating, mm-hmm. which is fibrous. Um, but they're also getting digestive enzymes mm-hmm. and they're getting probiotics. So these aren't things that are that they're typically getting in in their OK, it may say probiotics in their bag of kibble. But do you think that live bugs are going to live if they're heated to 700 degrees? It's a joke. It's a yeah. huge joke so but then so we want to think about that and also think about you know Mm -hmm. what matt said a little while ago was hair they would eat hair now typically i don't go out and find you know feathers and hair for my dogs but Mm -hmm. that's that's in part why the vegetables are there for a reason now i believe that you know some vegetables you know have some you know nutritional benefit for for our animals but they have to be broken down very small Potentially, you know, I know Matt, mm-hmm. he says to cook them. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I certainly put them in a food processor, but they have to have that fiber to allow their body to work properly just mm-hmm. like we do. And typically it would be hair or feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to, it's, 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 it's an understanding of what they would eat and then why we feed what we feed uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen, which is not always the same, but we want to try to make it the same as best we can. Right. Yeah.
1: And with everything that you do, I don't care if you're doing chess or all of it. There are extreme natures to it. So if you're sitting in front of me, I draw a bell curve. And on the left of that bell curve is everybody that feeds kibble. Old Roy on the far far left. Oh God, that's terrible. (laughs) And then on the far right are these extreme raw feeders that are actually feeding a prey style. So Mm -hmm. I know individuals that will have a whole rabbit freeze it for three weeks to get all the pathogens out of it and then throw it in the backyard for their dog and that is dinner and so you don't need to go that extreme Mm -hmm. there are Mm -hmm. great raw food suppliers out there that you can buy it very easily and when you actually prepare it and you kind of get in the flow and you do your research on it and your homework i can prepare a week's worth of meals for both of my dogs in about 30 minutes And everything's done and it's mm-hmm. all raw and I hit its own little individual containers and all that stuff. And so it really made it easier for me and I have two teenagers and you know, life gets really busy with everything that you do, mm-hmm. running a company mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. feeding and doing all this stuff. You want the easy button as much as you can, but when you start to dig a little bit in it and you get past the first layer, you find out it's very easy to feed your dog raw.
0: It, yeah. I have three girls uh two of them right around 30 pounds one of them 50 pounds and it takes me besides the the thawing of the food it takes me probably 10 minutes max Mm -hmm. max probably less than that i've not timed it i should time it um to feed the three dogs so um you get a rhythm it's really simple and i want to um talk a little bit about (laughs) <laughs> we have all kinds of fun stuff going on behind Oh, it's not behind us, that's good. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about other things that, that um, we might wanna consider putting in their, their food, their meals, mm-hmm. um, but I have another sponsor, it's Zymogen. Zymogen's a great company that I appreciate. I use them for, uh, I use in large part, for my clients. Um, there's some mm-hmm. things, they're fish oil, that I use for my dogs. So I use human supplements for my dogs a lot. Uh, but it depends on what it is. Some things they need um, that are specific to dogs. And I'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a little bit. But um, Zymogen is a company that they stand behind their product. They have good product, they've got great data. You can't buy them on Amazon. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm don't. not gonna go into that again, but please do not buy your supplements on Amazon. It's a scary thing to buy
1: mm-hmm.
0: supplements on Amazon. Just don't do it. Um, I have the data. <laughs> um, but Zymogen I love, uh, and there are a couple of products that I have Come to love over the last couple of months. That we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I want to talk about it again just because Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. When I talk about I'm working on my own stuff. I'm working on my brain literally. I'm working with um, a couple of chiropractors, and you know, working on my brain health and you know, working on focus. And so the supplements that I found that have been really, really beneficial for me are the Rightful, and then two products from Zymogen. Um, One's called the Keto. Oh shoot, it's not up, but it's okay. It's Keto. Keto. Keto something. Shoot, it's, I thought it would be behind me, so I wouldn't have to remember it. Um, but the other one is called a- ATP Ignite Workout. Um, so those two products help me to focus, help me to, um, you know, it's great getting through the day. It's easy to get through the day. Um, and I don't have a problem with being tired anyway in Mm -hmm. most cases and i usually sleep pretty well literally though it's the focus in my brain jumping around all over the place and so these three things have been so much fun to experiment with because it was accidental it truly was um and then i put them all together holy smokes this is amazing
1: (laughs) you didn't even realize how good you could feel
0: that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Guy is a nutritionist, I'm thinking, what? I'm doing pretty good, you know? Yeah, I got this dialed in. is my <laughs> yeah. business. Yeah. 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 And then, though, it's so fun. You're like, oh, it's that much better. You're going to have yeah. clients who say that a lot. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But usually it's those people who are like pretty not great, right? And yeah. then they're like, oh, this is amazing. Right. And so it is, it's really great to, there it is. So, and now, I still can't see keto it's not behind us. (laughs) Sorry, we're still live, and it's what happens. But, um, anyway, so Zymogen, you can go to Zymogen, go to my website, tastelifenutrition.com. There's a link, um, at the bottom and it's a button. It says whole scripts. So Zymogen and whole scripts, same thing essentially. Um, and it will take you to where you can order any of the Zymogen products. And if you put in radio five, then, um, you'll get a discount. So, um, so do that. It's good stuff. It's a great company. And, uh, you know, they're not the only company that I use, but I have a couple of specific companies that I, that I love and appreciate for who they are and how they treat their, their customers and how, which allows us to treat our clients and patients um, the best way that we can. So. Awesome. Moving on. What were we going to talk about? I was going to talk about, <laughs> I don't remember what it was going to be. <laughs> But I had said it just before um, before we moved in, so, but it's fine. It We're talking about so.
1: different types of food that feed your dog.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. So things that are you supplemental, that that's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. I, man, if I didn't have my head, i tell you. <laughs> um, so there are different things that we need to make sure, um, and this is my understanding from my research, and I would love your input, because um, I think that you'll add to it. Mm-hmm. But the things that they need to make sure that they are getting a balanced diet. It's not necessarily supplements. So I do some supplements sometimes. I'll do fish oil every day. I'll do digestive enzymes and probiotics every day unless, so I'll do fish oil unless I'm feeding some fish, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't feel the need to do both. Um, I will do probiotics unless I'm feeding them fermented raw goat milk or Mm -hmm. fermented, You know, we can do um, sauerkraut things like that, that are, you know, be careful, you know, cabbage is good, but we want to be careful if you're doing something like kimchi. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so just be aware of the ingredients and if you're making your own, even better. Um, But, you know, so you don't necessarily need to double up, but I'll do those things on a regular basis. Sometimes I'll feed a multi. Um, sometimes I'll do a liver support. Um, if I were to give vaccinations regularly, which I don't, I would always do a liver support. If I thought (laughs) that there were toxins in my environment, I would always do liver support. Um, but we live in a, as, as clean as we can without, you know, controlling the air around us. Uh, we're pretty clean, so I don't feel the need to, um, you know, to over supplement because you have said this, a lot of people do oversupplement. And so we want to yeah. be really careful about that because we, we want them to get, you know, just like with humans, we want them to get their nutrients from food. Um, ginger. So I'll do powdered ginger, and it's mm-hmm. great for their joints. Um, I'll do either kelp or uh, chlorella. I think kelp or chlorella. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mix those up. I'll do both of those. So, um... What else will I do? Sometimes I'll add in dried herbs, just for a little Mm -hmm. something different. Um, I do cod liver oil. So that's their fat-soluble nutrients, um, D and A. Maybe that's it? Yep. I'll add some fat. Sometimes I'll add add coconut milk, coconut Mm -hmm. oil, olive oil, avocado oil. I think that's it.
1: Yeah, and Change you, it up. you brought up a good point about supplements is the how you feed your dog is all bioavailable so the dog can process what it needs and get rid of the excess. When we add a synthetic vitamin or a nutrient, it tends to store in the fatty areas of the body. So when we feed too much vitamin D or if we supplement too much with a specific, you know, mineral or a specific uh, vitamin, it can we can actually start to overdo it because it's really easy to reach in the container and put a scoop on top Mm -hmm. and give a little bit too much. Or, you know, you're just like, Oh, did I put the scoop in? You just add another one. So just over time we tend to over supplement our dogs. And one of our vets, when we see an issue pop up, one of her first go to's is remove all the supplements. Yeah. See how your dog is doing Mm -hmm. with no supplements and then we'll start Mm -hmm. reintroducing what is needed.
0: Yeah. I'll have to do that with clients sometimes. Um, I'll have them on a regimen of supplements for whatever therapeutic reason, and if something goes awry, mm-hmm. um, which can happen, right? The body is extremely dynamic, and if mm-hmm. some if it, if it doesn't like something, or if it's hit its limit, it's going to tell you. Yeah. And so sometimes we say, okay, we take everything off, and we go from there and start to add in and mm-hmm. see see what we need to do. So, um, you know, and I. But I'll also say that I believe I've worked with dogs who needed a lot of therapeutic supplementation. Mm-hmm. And typically that's gonna be a lot of digestive enzymes um, uh, and you know maybe some fish oils for, for inflammation and things like that. But it is necessary therapeutically, but that's why you wanna to go to somebody who knows, whoever mm-hmm. that might be, understand what's going on with your dog. Even if you don't truly know, but something's wonky, I, you know, get go to the vet, get the information. But I've I've seen dogs where nobody could figure it out, and really, it's just mm. balancing their diet and feeding them what they need. So much yep. of it, it's not simple, but it's a lot more simple than a surgery or you know mm. excessive testing um, when we and you still can't figure it out. So, right. Um, anything you want to add to that? Because we are running to the end of our time, and I want everybody to know where you where you can be
1: found. Well, you can always find us at ParsleyPet.com and you can order the Nutritional Blueprint and it's very simple test. All I need is one tablespoon of your dog's hair. And there's information galore on our site about why how we actually get this data from here. It's a very comprehensive study. We can actually take a look at parts per billion in regards to those mineral levels that you need to. So go to parsleypet.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're always doing shows. We have a show this afternoon. We do. Uh Facebook in a day. Live at four and um four mountain time. Mm-hmm. Definitely Go to Nikki's Facebook show. This one's gonna be fun. We're gonna be doing games for our dogs. And so <laughs> I'm so
0: looking forward to this. I one, have
1: yeah. a Catahoula that cannot sit still to mm-hmm. save his life. And so I'm gonna make up two or three different games. And I'm I actually was thinking about his put his own Facebook Live on my phone. So now we're gonna do a three-way with oh, Leo playing the yeah, games on one of them. That's so
0: perfect.
1: We're gonna have some fun with this <laughs> and we're gonna actually you'll see how intelligent a Catahoula is that he can actually untie knots. Like, (laughs) it is, yeah, it's good some days. (laughs) Um, so definitely follow us, just get to know <laughs> us a little bit. Um, get to know in regards to all the education we do. We regularly host events and I'm going to have a new class coming out talking about toxins from mercury poisoning mm-hmm. to aluminum poisoning and what different things you can actually give your dog. For example, mercury is cilantro loosens mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Once you put a binding agent with it, the actual mercury will leave the body instead of constantly cycling through. So. All those things that we're going to be doing with it, so definitely follow us over at ParsleyPet.com. Good stuff. We, you won't exasperate our education.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to go. There are there are a lot of, um, just like I said in the beginning, there's a lot of information out there when it comes to our own health and our animals' health, and I think taking the no, it's not taking the time because taking the time is not always the hard part. It's knowing who to go to, mm-hmm. right? And so, the places to go to, you know, I, anything that I do, I'm gonna make sure is as backed as it possibly can be. Go to Parsley Pet, go to Rodney Habib, go to his site, go to watch his videos, uh, and Dr. Karen Becker. Those are the four, and, and I know there are more, um, mm-hmm. does There's your, a lot. Yeah, so those are, those are the ones mm-hmm. that I know for sure that are easy for you to go to, um, and you can get information about. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Everything, oh, yeah. everything you can imagine.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, if you follow Dana Scott. I mean, there's okay. one thing that's great about stepping into just two of those is they will point to other individuals yeah. that mm-hmm. you can trust and mm-hmm. keep following that thread. And the thread will be endless. But as we both found out, it's fascinating. And it is a hell of a lot of fun. And our dogs benefit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We want to keep them around as long as possible. So. Amen. Um, All right. So you can find me on tastelifenutrition.com. That's my website. You can uh, find me, of course, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I do my best with those things. It's not always easy, but (laughs) we're we're working through it. So um, feel free to post questions, to reach out. Let us know if there's anything that you need, if there are topics that you want us to talk about, whether it's human health and nutrition, animal health and nutrition, um, then, you know, let us know. We're happy to to jump on and talk about it. So, um, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful day. The sun is amazing, a beautiful weekend. Um, I hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and that you hugged a soldier. And, uh, and we'll just see you in two weeks. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs>